0: Hey guys, my name is Brad LaPlante, and welcome back to Talkin' MSU Hockey. We are back for another episode. Today is a little bit different. Um, We are going to focus more on a mailbag type episode. Uh, Really just kind of um, uh, answer your questions and get to the gist of Michigan State hockey and, uh, you know, the future of the program, what the questions are for the team. Um, You know, there's there's been kind of a a few things in the news, Um, you know, uh, a little bit of a dead time for Michigan State's, uh, you know, transfer portal. Um, Not really any transfer portal news as of late. And as you guys know, as always, these episodes are recorded on a Sunday and then published on a Tuesday. So thank you again for joining me uh, each week. And as much as I can, and thanks for all of you that have, have listened to last week's interview with Tommy Manisto, the uh, freshman coming in from Finland, uh, it's all been very exciting. Um, but first, I really wanted to talk about Michigan State's uh, prospects that are in the under-18 world championships right now taking place in Switzerland that ended today, but... Uh, If you haven't been following, uh, I just wanted to start, I guess, with uh, just the gold and the bronze medal games. Um, Team USA and Slovakia are the teams that have Michigan State prospects on them. Uh, Trey Augustine is the goaltender for Team USA, the starting goaltender. He has started, I believe, six of seven games in the U18 World Championships for Team USA, and Carson Musser uh, started the other um, but Augustine's coming to Michigan State next season. He will be eligible as well for the NHL draft in June and is projected to be a second or third round draft pick. Maxim Strabach is the other MSU prospect. He will be Assuming, I haven't confirmed that he has signed his letter of intent, but it is uh, also it would be no surprise to see him uh, representing Michigan State this uh, fall as well. Um, Strabak is with Slo- uh, Slovakia. He is the under-18 Slovakian cap- uh, captain. So uh, Strabak um, had, I think it was, he played seven games and he had six points, all assists. So six uh, assists and zero goals for Strabak. So uh, really, really in- uh, exciting stuff. I guess to to see this because um Michigan State's not had as of recently too many players that have represented Michigan's uh have represented their their home countries in the the world championship games, right? And Augustine obviously being the uh, national team development program uh goalie. So um, the the under-18 World Championship roster is mostly made up of players that are at the NTDP. So it's no surprise that he was the starting goaltender over there. And then Strabak has been with Slovakia for the last couple of years and was named captain. Um, he's a defenseman, so he's also a- eligible for the NHL draft as well um he is also a projected about second or third round draft pick so we're not really sure where he will go we'll provide you some updates after that and uh, see where we go from there so now I just really want to dive into um, the results of the uh, the the world championships again took place in Switzerland um, augustine with team usa moments ago i was waiting to record moments ago uh team usa just defeated sweden by a final score of three to two in overtime and uh yeah it was i mean it was exciting game really exciting um the game winning goal was from ryan leonard no surprise there um i mean ryan leonard and just i mean team usa has really stolen the show for uh for Team USA this um uh season, uh, you know, or this during this tournament. So that is uh you know no surprise that either Iserman or um, Gabe Perot, you know, Ryan Leonard also as well. Um Will Smith, Gabe Perot, and Ryan Leonard have really sort of put on a show um at the uh under 18 World Championships. It's the top line for Team USA. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to it, but what's, what's really, really interesting. I think, uh, mostly is that all three of those players are Boston college, uh, prospects. So they were, uh, they all have committed to Boston college and BC is going to be really good in the college hockey landscape, um, for years to come. Uh, you know, um, just, I mean, Ryan Leonard, Will Smith and Gabe Perot are all, um, I mean, I, I don't want to use the phrase generational too loosely, but as close as you can get to generational. I mean, having that line just in general is um, very close to being generational. So... Um, I mean, there's not, not really much else to say, but yes. So, uh, so Iserman had the, or I'm sorry, Ryan Leonard had the game winning goal in overtime for team USA and team USA goes on to win uh, gold at the U 18s against Sweden who takes silver and then Maxim Strabak and Slovakia. Did not um, really sort of um, – I would say that meddling was one of their goals for the season. I definitely think that maybe beating Team USA in the semifinals was a bit of a stretch. They ended up losing. I think it was like 7-1. to one. But, um, I mean uh, – Beating Team USA, Team USA is a good team. As you can see, they obviously just won the gold medal. But um, I think that uh, it was definitely feasible to suggest that Slovakia could beat Sweden or Canada. And Canada um, ended up defeating, I think it was like 4-3 in overtime as well. Uh, against Slovakia, but but Strabok did have the one assist, so he did help uh, Slovakia in that. Um, the craziest thing I think about the USA game specifically was that Team USA came back. They they scored three unanswered goals to win in overtime, whereas Sweden Sweden was up to nothing and then US comes back to win three to two. So really exciting game. All of USA's sco- uh, goals were scored after the second period. Um, just a lot to a lot to be excited about. I think, especially with uh, just Augustine in general, he's a very cool, calm, collected uh, player, and that is going to show when he comes in for uh, or to play. Um, with Michigan State in the fall. And it's it's very interesting, specifically, I'll get to a, a couple, of, again, a, a few of your questions in a moment, but um, we'll get to the goalie situation. I mean, it's not too often that a team relies on, like, their main two goaltenders are... Uh, freshman with zero experience, I mean, and, and and a senior. I mean, there's a possibility if Michigan State doesn't get a goalie in the portal, there's a possibility that zero of Michigan State's goaltenders will have any college hockey experience, right? Because John Moore also zero college games played. So we'll get to that in a moment and see what uh you know what the gist is with Michigan State hockey and where it's going. Um, but again the uh, I again we'll get to your questions um, so let's do it let's uh, let's get to your questions if you don't know who I am just uh, just for reference I suppose um, I write a- and uh, do a um, sort of a newsletter type deal uh, with, uh, rivals covering Michigan state's hockey program. Um, so there are message board threads that you can subscribe to over there. And I, um, really just, I kind of, kind of talk about where the program is, where it's headed and what the deal is with that. So just, um, again, all recruiting based stuff, uh, trying to get you, uh, the most informed about Michigan state hockey. Um, so let's start with uh, with our first question, and and that's where most of these questions are going to come from. Is going to be that message board thread. So um, head over to michiganstate.rivals.com if you wish to sign up and be a part of the conversation. Um, so the first thing, the first question actually is about Isaac Howard, who comes transfers from Michigan. Uh, I'm sorry, transfers from Minnesota Duluth to Michigan State. He is a, uh, I believe right wing and Isaac Howard. Um, so he's a winger. He, uh, only had six goals, I believe as, um, uh, in his first season, his freshman season with uh, Minnesota Duluth, Isaac Howard was a first round draft pick, uh, for the Tampa Bay lightning. So that is, uh, something that's you, you know you shouldn't take lightly right because not many Tampa Bay Lightning prospects I mean especially uh, especially ones that are taken in the first round right he was taken number thirty one overall in twenty twenty two Isaac Howard is um, he, he's he's uh, bound to do something right so he's he's transferring from Minnesota Duluth to. Uh, Michigan state. And uh, I'm going to correct myself real quick. Uh, he was, he's a left winger and he's five foot 10 comes from Hudson, Wisconsin is where he was born. And, um, he's really, uh, um, an interesting player, right? So, um, you know, he's, he's, he's one of those like all around good players. I haven't scouted him too much. Uh, but he, um, is, uh, um, he's able to handle the puck pretty well, and he also is able to um, – uh, he's, he's, he's versatile, or um, how I should say uh, he knows how to put the puck past the, the goalie. That's, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, right? So he's, he's able to, um, he he does uh, uh, a few good toe drags. Um, He's able to deke, um, you know, has a pretty good backhand. He's able, I mean, he's a pretty deceptive shooter, as some of the scouting reports have said. And he has a, quote, natural instinct for scoring, according to Elite Prospects ringside. So um, this, this question specifically uh, is from Vanzetti. It says a first round draft pick has to be pretty disappointing with six goals as a wing must feel he wasn't being used right at Duluth glad to see him add such a um, glad to see them add such a high upside wing with potential to really score so yes that is absolutely correct you are 100% correct in saying that Uh, it looks like the situation in my opinion, I mean, to me, to me, it benefits both parties, right? So Isaac Howard was on the fourth line at Duluth. He will have a lot of opportunities in East Lansing. Um, that's just, there's no other way to put it. It's, um, a win-win for both situations. I think that there was really no place for him at Duluth. Um, and that's not to say that he, he couldn't survive there. I just think that there's a lot, um, he fits in uh, better in the system in Michigan state and he will stand out a lot better, uh, especially coming up as a sophomore and rising up and developing through that way. So, uh, yeah, very exciting. It's exciting to see Isaac Howard and I'm going to go into the next question by again, Vanzetti's uh, coming at me with another question. Um, it says looking at the recruiting chart above, I have a recruiting chart. I will link it in the description on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Um, he says, Uh, you know, um, excuse me. He says, does this mean that the three star guys get pushed out? Not sure exactly how hockey recruiting goes. Looks like the offensive skill level is going to be much higher than it has been for the last decade. And yes, that is, uh, that is what Michigan State, I believe it looks like is going for is higher scoring. And, um, And yeah, there's, there's, there's a bit of defense that if the blue line actually looks very well, um, constructed, I mean, with Jack Sparks coming in, he's a monster. I believe he's like seven feet tall, um, which is just crazy. Uh, and then obviously you have Maxim Strabach, who I was talking about earlier. Then you have your returning players, um, David Gucciardi, and uh, Nash Neenhouse is going to be pretty pretty important for the team. And uh, Matt Basquel. I imagine that Gucciardi and Basquel are going to be paired with uh, paired together again, probably on the top top defensive pairing. Strabach is probably going to be p- uh, paired with either Victor Hurtig. Or Nash Neenhouse and then Sparks paired with the other one, so that's that's kind of what I'm I'm getting at. Um, but uh, but I think that as far as like the star level rating, I'm not necessarily sure that. Um, uh, Michigan State is going to push out the three stars, but I do believe that if whichever three stars are committing to Michigan State, I think that N- Nightingale is going to try to get the best out of them. I mean, you saw that with um, players that that had different roles this past season, right? Like Nicholas Mueller and Jagger Joshua. I would not consider you know five-star players. Maybe I mean, maybe you could push them to four stars. Um, you know, and, and they've obviously signed pro contracts um, or I'm sorry, Joshua has, you know, he signed a pro contract, um, you know, but it's, it's not like, like Mueller. I'm not sure that he'll play in America either. I or in America. Um, I think that he'll probably go back to Europe after, you know, his final season with Michigan State coming up. But, uh, you know, a one star rating doesn't really um, work. I guess you like you can't you can't. I mean, it's the same thing with like with football, right? I mean, um, just to use an example, Michigan State had a quarterback commit come in, right? Uh, this um, that they just got for this this recruiting class, and um, it's Sam Levitt, right? So so Levitt, I was looking at a few of things with him, and um, quarterbacks one of my favorite positions to scout in football, right? it's the easiest one to scout for for me, at least you can, I mean, you can look at it, you can spin it a different couple different ways. And, um, but uh, the, 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 the book on Levitt is that he's a three-star player. I think he has four-star upside. And so there's that, right? Like sort of scale. I think that, um, by a lot of, a lot of people's metrics, Levitt would be a three-star, but I think that there are certain, he has certain Tricks up his sleeve that could push him and push that envelope to being a four star recruit, right? So, um, similar thing in hockey, right? So, like, uh, one of Michigan State's prospects right now is Christian Humphreys, who is also on the NCDP with the under 17 team, probably be with the under 18 team next season. He, in my opinion, he's a five star recruit, right? So, well, actually, by anybody's opinion, he's a five star recruit. Um, probably has strengths and weaknesses, right? So he, there are a couple of different things, you know, that he does. He's not Connor Bedard, right? But but Connor Bedard also a five star player, right? Christian Humphreys probably not going to ever be as good as Connor Bedard because Bedard is a generational prospect, right? So if you could give uh, Connor Bedard a six out of five, you would, right? Um, but uh, I compare Humphreys with his teammate Lucas Van Vliet. And I've talked with the, both their coaches, right? And Humphreys is an an amazing player, right? Humphreys is a great player, but Lucas Van Vliet is a better skater. He's faster. He can skate on the edge better. And I like, I like, like I said, every player has their strengths and weaknesses. And I think that depending on how you write the book, I think that you could you could say that, right, like Van Valet has five star skating. You know, but there are certain aspects of his game that he has to develop on more. Or, you know, you're not seeing that high upside with. So it really depends on the player. It also depends on uh, I mean just in general with every sport right like every sports recruiting is pretty much the same um, you're gonna have players that have these strengths and weaknesses uh, but to answer your question in in short um, I you know the mantra with Nightingale so far especially in conversations that I've had with him is that he believes that Michigan State is a premier he truly believes this right Michigan State's a premier hockey program and because of that, Michigan State should be able to go out and recruit the best guys he said that about hiring his the the assi- associate and assistant coaches that he has on staff right so when he went out to to seek Demichael and towns he said that I believe that we should be able to get the best the best uh, coaches right Sa- same thing about players you know we should be able to get and recruit the best players and so i think that nightingale truly believes that and um so in a way yeah you're going to see probably the the lesser players get pushed out but i think that there's also a an argument to make for some of the three star players in terms of depth right like can they provide that bottom six forward potential that um, a team needs to compete, right? Can they, can they, com- can they compete on the fourth line? I mean, that's that's also a, a thing, right? Like depth is very important to a hockey program. So um, I think that it's about getting the most out of players, and I think that Nightingale is certainly able to do that. Um, the next question is coming from Make Plays. Um, are there any of the outgoing transfers a surprise or major losses in your opinion? Um, at first possibly uh, I was really surprised when I saw Pierce Charlson um, transfer out but I mean I guess if if Michigan State wants to go with Trey Augustine then they have to go with him right like like Pierce Charleston is definitely not as good as Trey Augustine and Pierce Charleston's entering his final season so I mean the only like if if Like it's the hard thing to say is like what the best situation is for both parties, right? For Michigan State and Pierce Charleston, because Augustine is certainly he's he's really mature for a goalie his age. He never panics he that is probably his greatest strength actually he never he does not panic under any situation you saw him he just won the gold medal against Sweden also one of the best teams in the at the under 18 World championships and I mean he was in he was the youngest goalie on at the world Junior Championships right like so even though USA did not win gold, I mean, they finished with bronze. Like, Augustine is still not a goalie. He, the only loss that he had was against Canada. And if 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 Michigan, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, if, if Team USA didn't have to face Canada, they probably wouldn't have lost until the finals and won silver. So that's kind of what I'm, I get the gist from Augustine is, I mean, his positioning is phenomenal. He is like everything that you could ask for in a goalie. And if he was two inches taller, he would easily be a first or early second round goalie draft pick. And probably be on the same level as a goalie like Sebastian Cosa, who is one of the top young goalies in the NHL pipeline system right now um, as a Detroit Red Wings draft pick. Like, if he, again, I mean, he's only 6'1", which, I mean, he's not Dylan St. Cyr small, but that's like relatively small for an NHL goalie. So, like I said, um, I mean, Augustine coming in as a, as a college goaltender, he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. But um, at first, it did surprise me. But um, now, the more I think about it, I mean, the writing was on the wall for for Charleston. So, I think that he knew that Augustine was going to come in and be the starter. And um, I think that that's, that's what's... that's. Probably what's going to happen, and that leads into my next question, which is, will Augustine start? This came from a lot of you, so not really a, a, um, a specific person asked this question, but the answer is more, most likely, yes. Now, with Charleston in the portal, MSU will probably need a backup, and I'm not sure right now that they are pursuing. Any candidates to be like grad transfers or uh, really back up Augustine right now, and and the only other goalie they have right now is John Moore, who I mean he's been he's okay he played he played okay in junior college, but he has zero starts as or even appearances as a Michigan State goalie. I mean during his college career, so. I'm not sure that 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 they're really banking on more either. I think I don't know if he's perfectly content to. I thought Moore might have been the person to transfer out to you know maybe a CCHA school or uh, you know a, a worse school. Um, but uh, the the most obvious answer to this uh, as far as who's going to back up Augustine seems like it could be Luca DePasquale, who is a Michigan State commit. He's been in the BCHL the last couple of years with Penting, Penticton. I always mispronounce that. Uh, but he has another year of junior hockey that he's eligible for, um, which I thought made the most sense to, to me, to be honest. I mean, he, he either would do another year in the BCHL or move up to the USHL, which would honestly help his development more before he arrives. And it would also sustain, you know, like if, for example, if if Augustine is good enough for the NHL his junior year and he signs with a pro team, like that would, you know, it that would actually give Luka Tkachuk another extra year of eligibility in the NCAA. Whereas if he does sign with Michigan State this year, he's going to come in fresh. He's gonna come in and back up Augustine as a Michigan State commit. I mean, you could run a tandem with both of them, but like I said, they haven't had any games at all. And um is good. He um, had the highest save percentage in the BCHL, to my knowledge. And he also led the Vs to a an outstanding run where they I I think they only lost like a few games. So Really, uh, will be interesting to see what actually happens and what the Michigan State uh, roster looks like. You know, as far as um, who's going to be the goalies and what that situation is going to look like. Um, <clears throat> the next, the next specific question we have um, is from Jay Rush who says with the significant changes so far to, and from the portal and incoming freshmen, what are your expectations? Uh, Michigan state obviously was 10, 12 and two in the big 10. Um, and he asked if I have an educated uh, guess on what the record will be, or is it too soon? My, uh, understanding is that the expectation for next season should be the NCAA tournament. I mean, Michigan state had a serious run of consecutive NCAA tournaments back in the, um, in the nineties and early two thousands. But, um, Michigan state needs to get back to that. I mean, Michigan, if Michigan misses the NCAA tournament, like that's big news. That's how it should be for Michigan state. I think that Michigan state has the potential for that, Um, my early, early, early predictions of the big 10 are definitely going to be, um, Minnesota top, right? They're always at the top. Uh, and then Michigan second, um, third, I would probably, that's kind of where that second tier comes in. So if you, if we were to tier them, it'd probably be, uh, Minnesota, Michigan at the top, And then Michigan State gets in that, elevates themselves to that tier two category. So you would have teams like Ohio State, um, Notre Dame in that same conversation. Um, So uh, I'm not sure um, where Michigan State will finish next year. But they are certainly putting themselves over the top with the transfer portal and everything uh, that's that's coming in next season. I really do think that they have a chance to finish third or higher in the Big Ten and um, probably make the NCAA tournament. I mean, if you're third in the Big Ten, there's no way you're not in the tournament. So, um, that's kind of that's kind of what my expectations are. I think that it's tournament or bust for Michigan State next season. I mean, there's no like anything else would be a major disappointment. Uh, Then he also asks, uh, is there any hockey recruiting website that isn't behind a paywall? That's an interesting one. Uh, Trying to find out what the team ranking is uh, versus other major programs in the country and especially versus other Big Ten teams. Um, So not that I've seen, not really. Um, Elite Prospects is pretty good. I don't know how expensive they are. Uh, I use Puck Preps a lot, um, but Neutral Zone is also a pretty popular one. So, um, as far as there's not really a, a clear cut, uh, prediction thing, I think that first of all, I think it's real early, right? So the best way to tell, um, is honestly, it's probably going to be when the, the games are actually played. It's really hard to tell where Michigan state's going to rank, especially, I mean, the biggest problem I think with the framing of the question is uh, not, not necessarily uh, the question itself, but just that the uh, it's too early like like we don't even know what the roster. We, I can tell you what the projected roster is but uh, you know there's no sense because we don't even know like like I don't know if Strabach or Sparks have signed their letter of intent. like I don't know if they'll be here. I mean the the all signs point to yes right like like Sparks is too good for juniors right now and so is Strabach right? Like both of those players should be in college next season. Whereas, um, but I mean, they could choose another year of junior hockey. There's no reason why they would, but I'm just saying that like anything could happen. um, we don't know if Luca DePasquale will come in next season. We uh, we don't know what the the goalie situation is. Um, God forbid Augustine get an injury, right? Like like we just we just don't know enough information. And the the rosters are going to be out in probably June or July. And then we will know the, the schedule as well. Um, we already know the non-conference opponents, which are pretty difficult. There's two road contests. I believe one against, um, like, Air Force, and there's there's another one, you know. But, uh, but, but Michigan State is, is really in a good place. Um, as, as far as, like, if you – I could compare the teams to the, to the Big Ten, but the, the other issue isn't really about Michigan State. It's just about everybody else. Like, imagine how much I don't know. We know a lot about Michigan State, but like, we also don't know a lot. And the other issue is like, we don't know anything about a lot of the other teams, right? Like, there's a lot that could happen with Michigan. Um, There's there's just just so much that could uh, that could sway, and there's already there's still a lot of a lot of players in the portal. So um, just kind of uh, we'll have to wait. I suppose, um, Brendan asks, Oh, best transfer portal pickup of the season. Um, probably Isaac Howard, uh, or red savage. I mean, both have extreme good upsides. I think that, um, Isaac Howard is probably the biggest, uh, pickup I mean, just because he was a first round pick, um, red savage was, was a pretty good one. I think because, uh, I mean, he's a red wings pick, but um, his, like, NHL potential is a bottom six forward, which, like, I mean, that's the projected right now, and that's kind of what we're looking at. Like, I mean, it's he's not necessarily going to be a star at the NHL level, but he can certainly get to a place where he can compete. So he's going to be a player that's going to be, you know, in college for all, all of his years. And um, then finally you know, get to a place where he can, you know, potentially move up or move into a place, you know, move into a role that could, that could benefit an NHL team. So we just don't know, um, you know, what his upside is so far. And Isaac Howard sort of looks like the best one. Reed Lebster is also interesting because um, he comes in from UMass and he's a veteran. I mean, he was on a team that won the NCAA uh, hockey tournament. Right. So like he has that experience already and um, he's a grad transfer. So he really brings in that winning cultural experience. I think personally, I mean, I don't know who's going to be the captains for next season or, and whatnot, but and I would expect Reed Lebster to probably be one of the alternate captains. Um, especially since both the Krieger twins are gone. Um, you have two more spots that you need to fill actually through. Well, Sort of. I imagine my guess is that Mueller gets the, the captaincy and then um, Neen House returns his alternate captaincy. And then we're probably going to see one other and then read Lebster because Lebster just has that innate experience that makes him a leader in the locker room. And like I said, I mean, I just really think he's like the, 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 this year's version of Miroslav Muka. He is a player that has veteran uh, experience in hockey, and he's just going to be able to lead the team. And I think that Crossman has some, he came in from Brown and he has the potential to, to get some depth on defense. So, um, those are kind of what I'm looking at. Joey Larson also provides some depth as, on forward. I mean, he could be on the third line and really be exciting to watch. So uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, that's the the lowdown on all of them. But, uh, but, I mean, it's really exciting. Um, as far as uh, Ryan asks, are there any transfer portal goalie names uh, that you're keeping an eye on? And um, like I said, I'm not sure if Michigan State is actually pursuing a goalie in the portal. But um it's it's hard to say. Um and, and this is and this hasn't been updated since April 13th, so it's been about a half a month. But Matthew Karen, Vinny Duplacis. um uh Karen comes from Brown, Vinny Duplaces comes from Boston. Uh, and then there's Ethan Hader who comes from, uh, Clarkson and, uh, as, as well, Brown, Boston and Clarkston. Okay. Then there's Clarkson for Ethan Hader and Henry Graham is the fourth one. Henry Graham is from UMass. So, um, I'm thinking the, the reason I, I suggested the UMass goalies. Because uh, you know, I was looking at guys that have connections with the current coaching staff, and he's one of them. So, um, and, the, and the Clarkson ad is also another another one of those. Um, but Karen and Duplessis would also be incredible additions as well. I'm not like it's hard to it's hard to ask a player to come in and back up a goalie. You know what I mean? Like if it's a tandem operation, you're looking at Augustine getting seventy percent of the starts most likely. So, I'm really just like not all that sure on Michigan on wh- whether Michigan State will pursue one of them. So we'll see. We'll have to see. Uh, but those are some names that I've thrown out there. but like I said, Luca de could easily come up and 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 ha- and have some sort of backup impact uh, in the NCAA if he so chooses. Uh, but that is it. that is that is all from uh, this week's rendition of talking MSU hockey. Um, bit of a longer episode today, but uh, we are worth it. So we're going to keep on keeping on. And uh, again, as always, really seriously thank you for listening and subscribing and doing all the things. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube and you can view the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but thank you as always. And I will see you guys again in the next one. Bye.